Angela gets married, Jasmine and Blake are bullshit, and does Marcel really go back to Turkey? Coming up on the Fraudcast. In the states where abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. In the states where abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. The following goes beyond the show and beyond the gram to bring you all the fraud that's fit to be uncovered. This is the Fraudcast, and now, here are your Fraudcasters, Hanakawa and Katrina. Oh my god, what a week we've had. It's been a fantastic week. What you talking about? <laughs> There's been a lot going on. A lot happened this week on social media. A lot happened on the show this week. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about today. It's going to be a packed show. So, um, like I said, so we had this really big, like, big week this week. And we'll talk about all of it. Um, on the show this week... We had, as we know, this whole um, Anna and Marcel business about Marcel leaving and then his visa like got reissued or, or did it get reissued or whatever, but he, he's coming back, but he has to come back and get married within like hours and stuff. Soon as this happened on the show, we, um, oh, do I need to say that this is a spoiler podcast? Do you think I still need to say that? I think it's what episode 16. I think hopefully our audience knows that we're going to be talking about spoilerish stuff. Okay. We talk about real life stuff, you guys. If you don't want to hear the real life stuff about the show, turn back now. Go listen to like Cray Cray or The Gays or uh, Pink Shade. <laughs> listen to one of them. They'll, they, they won't spoil it for you. We're going to give you all the real stuff. So anyway, so this when this happened on the show last night, um, I immediately sent a message to our 1-800-DIAL-A-VISA officer, Agent C, <laughs> who is our go-to on this. And I also got like a million texts and messages from other people like Kim from... Uh, 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray messaged me and she's like, oh my God, I can't wait to hear what your visa officer has to say about this. And oh, that's so, amazing. And um, I was like, I know, me too. And then he said he was going to get it to us and then we got it up and it was up and I sent her message. I was like, it's up. She's like, oh my God, I know. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So this has been hotly um, contested and this has been very um, highly anticipated. So without further ado... I introduce to you on the show tonight, Agent C. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us again. It's always a pleasure to be with you guys and very timely given all the uh, excitement we had on yesterday's show. Right. Yes. <laughs> so we have agency joining us, and that is agent space the letter C. That's not agency as like one word. So we call him that because we have to protect his identity um, from, you know, secret squirrel identity. Former visa officers have many enemies. Oh, I bet you do. Yeah. I can so, imagine yeah. so. We have to protect his identity to protect the not-so-innocent. Yes. <laughs> So, um, Hanakawa, why don't we start with what we know and what we saw on the show this week? 
let's see. What's our what's our first poor victim? Jasmine, Jasmine and Blake. <laughs> Jasmine and Blake. Were they even were they even on the show? <laughs> they, they were. They were. They were. Um, they were. Last couple but, of episodes, uh, actually. They were. But the, the sad thing is that they just their their story is just ramping up way too slowly. But they were the most anticipated couple of the season. Don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> they're they're not bad, but I mean there's a whole bunch of drama going elsewhere that they just kind of like slip away in the wash. Like if you were to watch because they put them right after, you know, like Marcel and, uh, and Anna and right after Angela. <laughs> so you're just kind of like, these are kind of normal people with normal problems. Um, well, and they've got m- completely 100% like made up bullshit problems as we've learned. Yes. It, so like the whole um, Jasmine not liking him drink partying, it, I, you know. Right. So what we know is... Well, okay, so what we saw, what we what did we see? We saw them argue, like, last week and this week, we saw them argue about uh, she didn't want to go to Blake's friend's pre-party, like, the dinner, and then she didn't end up wanting to go to the actual party and making him go by himself, and she went to go visit her sister, and then this week they sort of argued about that more. And yeah. so... Yeah, what we know, though, is that she actually gets along great with his friends. These these same set of friends that have, uh, you know, talked to him in, like, the recording studio and this friend, Everett. Everett has come out on social media and said all of that is bullshit. And he and Jasmine get along great and are great friends. What we also learned this week was, like, maybe it was last week, I'm not sure, that that... Everett did have a birthday party, but it wasn't that night that the thing, all all that stuff was filmed, the dinners and all all that stuff. It was a different night. It wasn't filmed. And Jasmine was there and she had a great time. Now, we also know that Jasmine doesn't drink. She hasn't drank in like three, four years. Blake does drink, but he's not like, doesn't drink excessively. But production took that and sort of ran with it and like, amplified it and made it like this huge storyline of course they have to make it seem like he's blind at the end of the night from drinking (laughs) and like i would say if there wasn't this conflict and her wanting to be like a stay-at-home mom i don't know what would i don't know what would be so dramatic about them yeah, like I so. Mean, of course, they're milking this as much as they can. <laughs> they don't have it. They don't have anything else, <laughs> right? You know, their real drama. It would just be dramatically boring. Exactly, <laughs> and I mean, like for Jasmine, she's from Finland. What mm-hmm. is the what is the drinking age? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because like a lot of the Europe, a lot of Europeans like get that partying bullshit out of the way when they're like 17 and i don't i don't know how old blake is but i'm just kind of thinking like 18 drinking age in finland's 18 yeah so i would have been like i've been there and done that i had my fun days at like 21 22 and i was like (laughs) and she's also a fitness person so fitness food (laughs) no fitness babies (laughs) 
I honestly, I need to make a clip out of that. But yes. Um. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Speaking of fitness baby, um, fitness baby uh, father got married this week. <laughs> Sasha yes, and Emily got married did. this week. Speaking of what we saw and what we know, I guess. I don't know. Like, does this fall into this category? You posted we have this. To talk about the damn dress. The damn dress. Talk about. Talk <sighs> to me about the dress. <sighs> it's not even that big of a deal. I'm just like they went through this whole segment of like Betsy and her going dress shopping, which I don't know why her mom wouldn't be there for that. And they find the perfect dress, and that's not even the dress that she wears when she. Like, there was a whole lot of commotion about her riding the train and the sand and Betsy saying maybe you should get, like, I don't know, a skirt and a tank top instead. <laughs> <laughs> and but then let the bride the, choose. After seeing the wedding venue, it's like, okay, Betsy, I get you. I get why you said probably wear <laughs> something less formal. <laughs> but it wasn't, then, it wasn't uh, the same dress at it all. It wasn't. I, the dress Emily ended up wearing at the wedding did not, in fact, have a long train. Score one for Betsy. <laughs> And it was still it was still gorgeous, but then it you know also sparked in my mind of I can imagine she may have already had the dress, and everyone else is doing their segment on dress shopping with somebody, right. not people. So I can't imagine she would be in America where her mom is accessible and not go dress shopping with her mom and Betsy. Right, right. So that tells so that us the whole is, yeah. yeah. Those tells us it's probably all bullshit, right? Most likely, yeah. Yeah. Both dresses were nice, but I was really looking forward to the first one. Yeah. I wanted to see the train in the On sand. the sand? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a song. Train, train in, in the, the sand. sand. Do you sing? Can you sing a train in the sand song? No, I, I, I think your, I think your uh, <laughs> speakers would break and there would be a mass emergency of your listeners having their eardrums explode. <laughs> well, we don't want that. <laughs> and it would cost the healthcare system millions. Oh, stop. <laughs> God. Oh, okay. So um, then, okay, so this is science. Is, this next scene is a scene that has been building for some number of episodes. And this is Anna and Marcel. Now, just sort of just set this up for you. You know, we, we don't need to recap it. If you guys are coming to us, it's because you've already watched the show and probably already listened to your recap podcast. But we've been building to this scene where we have suspected that Marcel going to get on the airplane has been fake. And, um, and, and so that, you know, that because we know that he's here now. We know he walked in on the background of a live that Anna was doing on Instagram and she freaked out and didn't know how to tell him like that she was on live because she was holding the phone, which is her means of communication with him. And, but you could hear his voice in the background. We've seen pictures of him celebrating his birthday here. We know they got married in September of 2019. And so every, all the, the, the talk has been, well, if he's here, now then he couldn't have left and then come back so we all suspected that he was just like gonna come back and come running back into Anna's arms what we see on the on the show though is this whole thing with him allegedly getting his visa reissued something 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 
I'm not going to try to butcher this for you. I'm going to turn it over to the expert and we're going <laughs> to dissect all of this. And we might even have a little um, episode of Katrina's Court on here. So stay tuned for that. Um, so <laughs> what we saw in the show was that uh, Marcel does go back to Turkey and then they say his visa is reissued and that he's going to return with this reissued visa uh, to the U.S., and that there will be a very limited amount of time in order for them to get married. So what what does this all mean? I actually went back and checked the rules on this to make sure that uh, whatever analysis I brought forward was correct. And so what happens or what can, what can happen is if somebody returns from the U.S. overseas while still in the 90-day window on a K-1 – that K-1 that they came in on is canceled. It's a single-use visa. They cannot use it again. But if they return to the embassy, they can get a new K-1 issue, K-1 visa issued. Uh, that would be a new visa. That's a new foil put in their passport that they can use to return to the U.S. Now, this new K-1 will have some restrictions on it. First, the validity of the visa, that means the time at which in which it can be used for travel purposes is limited to the last day of the period of allowed presence in the U.S. that they had when they came in on the uh, first K-1. Now, we'll, I'll probably have to re-explain that. Yeah, for, for, for in English once more, <laughs> for those of us that don't understand visa officer. Yeah, so let's let's back up a second. Let's break it down a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so there's two concepts I think that are important to know. First is visa validity, and then there is authorized um, presence. Visa validity is for the visa itself. So if you've never seen a visa, um, it's literally a sticker that goes in your passport that will have a period of time at which it can be used to enter a country that it's valid for. So for a United States visa, that's a K-1, it'll say single use. And when they're issued, they're typically issued for a validity period of six months. So from the date it's issued, you have six months to get on an airplane, come to the U.S., and the term to art is apply for admission at a port of entry. That means they go to the immigration line, they present their passport, and then the Customs and Border Protection agent will look at it and decide to admit them or not admit them. That's what visa validity is. It's for the actual visa sticker. What we call we call it a visa foil. That's the that's the 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 term used in the biz. Um, <laughs> we could call it a sticker too because it tech- fancy terms. Yeah. Um, now, authorized presence is once they get to the border and they talk to the CBP officer, they will admit them to the United States for a certain period of time. That's the 90 days. The 90 days that the whole, that is the whole premise of our enterprise here of the show (laughs) is the 90 days they have when they're admitted to the U.S. And that's not the same thing as visa validity. That's their authorized period of presence. And that's the 90 days. So when they get a new K-1, the, the the visa officers will look back at the date they were admitted to the United States. That day plus 90 is the date of validity for the new visa. So let's say, let's just pretend, and 
we can get into, I think, um, re-engineering Marcel's uh, travel patterns uh, maybe a little later. But let's pretend he had two weeks left um, when he went back. So if he and he goes back, he gets a new. If tape. he went back, if it's he went debatable. back, let's 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 suppose he did. He goes back. He goes in to get a new K-1 issued. That K-1 will only last for two weeks because he has two weeks left on that original 90 days. So he only has within that short window to return to the U.S. And presumably, based on how the rules are written, um, Customs and Border Protection will also authorize him only to be in the U.S. for the remainder of that original 90-day period. Which would be the end of that two weeks then. Right. So just, just that two week period. If we so if we take what TLC tells us, and again, we we trust but verify, or more like more accurate, don't trust and definitely verify. <laughs> you know, Anna says, Oh, we only have six hours to, to to get married. It could be that he traveled on the very last day of his original 90 days, and he shows up and at midnight that night, you know, the bell. <laughs> The, the bell's gonna gonna tone and he's gonna turn into a pumpkin. Okay, he's gonna magically poof back to Turkey. That's <laughs> what the oldest son hopes. So okay, <laughs> now, oh there's a lot of, that 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 kid that kid is a savage, um, <laughs> but I also have respect for him. I'm not gonna lie. So. I mean, I have a lot of problems with with Anna in the way that she has included her children in this whole process, but that's a whole subject for another podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> sort of Dr. Phil one day. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. for real. <laughs> so there's a few other things in here that I think, I, at least from, my, from what I saw on the social media, um, there's been a lot of confusion to kind of about how this process worked, right? So the first question, and I think we've kind of answered it, but let's go back and make sure we're clear. Marcel's K, original K-1 was a single entry visa. That's obvious. We know they're only issued for, for, for a single use. That's how the program works. And when he got to the U.S., either it was canceled then or it was canceled um, when he got his new K-1 at the embassy. And a lot of people were saying, oh, well, it must be fraud because the K-1 is a single entry. It is true, but the embassy can issue him a new one, as I just explained. So that's something to, and that, and it's also going to be uh, a single use. A lot of people were talking about how, oh, he needed to have advanced parole. Wait, wait, before we get into those concepts, let me ask a question because, so he can get a new visa. Okay, so you, you've explained that this is allowed by the rules, but practically, from a practical, like, administrative point, like, what would, like, how long does it take to get that, what would he have to do, you know, he, let's say he, let's say what, what TLC gave us is what really happened, so he gets on a plane, he flies back to Turkey, he talks to his parents, has this whole change of heart, which, <clears throat> bullshit, but, he the parents have this change of heart and say no 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 go marry your the love of your life blah 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 go 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 so he decides oh I want to marry her after all what then does he need to do to get this new visa issued from a practical standpoint does he go to the embassy does he go online and and check I have an emergency because I know you're going to talk about this but 
like so how long does that process take because the initial visa takes a long time before it's approved so how does the second one just magically get approved in like you know two hours hours. so he just has to get into the embassy uh and and talk to somebody about his situation every embassy is a little bit different it's possible that he called and made an appointment and they gave him an appointment time and he went in, explained the situation and was interviewed and issued. It's possible they may also he may also have just been a walk in. He walked in, uh, went up to a staff member, explained his situation and was allowed to talk to uh, a visa officer about uh, getting the getting the visa, uh, getting a new visa issued. I don't. The issue this is this is way too too technical I think for this for this podcast but I hesitate to call it a reissue because it's I don't think it has the same number it's not it's a re when I think of a reissue I think oh we made a mistake on the visa we put a we we spelled the person's name wrong and so we have to reprint it this is a new visa with a new number on it okay that makes sense but are they using then the same sort of file from the first one yeah it's 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 just it has a different and it's it really is about how it's managed on the back end inside government computer systems um it has a different number attached to it that's how i right okay so that makes sense yeah but but like procedures have changed but that's how i recall it being so is it up to then the the visa officer, the consular officer that he's talking to, whether they decide the guy's sob story is sob enough for them, for them to give him the, the new one and say, oh, here, here's your mulligan? Because that's kind of what it is. It is kind of, you could think of it that way, but there's another way to think of it as well. Um, and the rules are written not that, to not, so the way the rules are written, there's not really a high bar for reissuance. He was issued before. Right. He was found to be eligible to marry. The relationship was deemed valid. He had no ineligibilities and he'd met all the requirements. So he was issuable. Now he's back. So why wouldn't you issue him again? He's still going over on the immigrant visa. Um, And the rules are not written in such a way to say, oh, now you're you know, we're going to really make you make you squirm this time. They have to check to make sure he's still legally eligible to marry and is still legally eligible to marry and that he doesn't have any ineligibilities that would preclude any visa issuance. But beyond that, there's really no extra hurdle he has to go over. And so why might this be? Well, the reason is, is because the K-1 program doesn't want to prevent people to be trapped in the U.S. for the for the 90 day period. And that provision is really there, in my view, because Say someone goes over on a K-1 and, you know, heaven forbid, their mother gets hit by a car, right? Are they really going to say, oh, you know what, son, you're here on a K-1. You can't go visit your injured mother in the hospital. You have That's to get not- married before you do. Yeah, you have to get married <laughs> and, adjust- and get your green card and get all this stuff done before you can go visit your injured mother. Oh, the government's not go- sense. Yeah, the government's not going to do that. The government has a provision in place so that if during the 90 days there is a, there is a reason that you have to return home um, to, for, to take care of some business and the government's not going to take an opinion on what that necessarily is, there's a mechanism in place for you to come back. Um, and that's really what those provisions are for. It's, it's not um, 
there's so that's why there's no real extra penalty or extra penalty is the wrong word extra hurdle scrutiny over. scrutiny yeah. mm-hmm. they'll ask him why why'd you come back why are you going back now okay what, what's different but, this time yeah right. unless you know he's like you know I, ca- I came back because i had to uh bring you know 50 pounds of cocaine to my drug dealer friend you know oh because <laughs> that <laughs> often happens well it's, it's so often that they admit it right <laughs> but you know absent something ridiculous like that it's you know provided that he still meets the the requirements he can go back i think he went if if he did go back his parents probably saw the dr- the drama that he brought and was like please just go back or maybe they remembered why they wanted him to go to the u.s in the first place exactly (laughs) they're like on second thought marry whoever the hell you want marcel (laughs) well we'll get into the merits of whether this is a legitimate story or not afterwards but let's go go back to what you were getting into because there are so many other things that came out last night via social media, via, you know, all of these questions and things, and you have answers to them because of course you do, because you're like a magic, like, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) You're a magic wizard who knows all. (laughs) All right. You were at, I think about to explain advanced parole, what that is and why it wouldn't be necessary. Yeah, well, I wanted to just kind of check the box on a number of issues that I saw raised on social media and why I think that paying attention to those is is, uh, is a distraction. Some people did mention advanced parole. This is something that, that the Department of Homeland Security will do in certain cases. It's not something the State Department ever uh, has any control over, so it's not a concept I have detailed knowledge on the rules of. It does happen sometimes. Um, I think... I think it's something we I used on a kind of a, a, a squirrely case at one point when I was when I was uh, working on the visa line. But that's a that's a, a story for a different time. Um, <laughs> but it's not necessary in this case because the, the embassy has the freedom to issue him a new K-1 visa and for him to go back with that. So um, applying for advanced parole was not a necessary thing in this situation. Can you explain briefly what advanced parole is for those of us that don't know that and was educated by her, her Instagram followers? Um, Just like a briefly. If my recollection of the concept serves, it's basically a, a, pre, a pre-adjudication um, that will allow uh, him to come back, maybe not having the required documents or having the required steps followed. That's my recollection of it, but... I'm going to need to double check that before we take that, take that to print. Okay. It might be, okay. it sounds like you have followers who worked for either worked for CBP or USCIS who know, would might know that a little bit better. So I'll double check on that and we can, uh, we okay, can make but, the necessary edits. But it's a concept of, of in advance of going to the country, you get like permission to like come in, go one more time or something like that. Or it let, it, it's a, it's a it's a it's a piece of advance work that you can do that allows you to come back, okay. even if you even if coming back might not have been permitted by the status that you had. Oh, okay, okay. 
but like you said, it wasn't necessary and it's not necessary in this case because the K-1 visa rules have written into it this provision to allow for the return if necessary. Right. And if we go back to the mom hit by a car example, you might not have time to apply for advanced parole if you learned your mom was just hit by a car. You got to get on that plane and go back. Right. Um, so, again, that's why we have the additional uh, K-1 visa uh, you know, um, parameter. That's not the right word. Um, provision in place in the rules. Got it. Okay. All right. What's next? So the next what's next on the checkbox? For my checkbox, it's the idea that this is a rare, a very rare thing, or it's a uh, emergency only thing. Um, I think we heard Anna talk about. I think it was when she was talking to her kids how it's how so it's so rare to get something like this done, and this is rare in the sense that it doesn't happen often because most people who go on K ones just go; they don't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not rare in the sense that the government doesn't often do it on a matter of principle. Um, as I said before, there's no restriction in the rules for why they can't do it. Um, so to say that like the government did him some sort of big favor, I don't think is correct. It's not really for a, it's not really for it's not an emergencies only thing. It doesn't have a a provision in it that requires there to be a emergency as determined by a consular officer. Let me give you a contrast so that this kind of makes a little more sense. There's a certain category of visa called an SB1. That's a special type of visa for somebody who had a green card, left the United States for a period of over one year. And if you leave the U.S. for over one year, your green card expires. And they want to come back and be readmitted as a lawful permanent resident. And you're only allowed to issue those um, SB1 visas if, a person had to stay outside the U.S. for a period of more than a year for a reason beyond their control. And so you have to, like, interview them to figure out, was this beyond their control? And so there's that there's a there's a threshold you have to cross. And the rules aren't written the same way for the for the new for the new K-1. Um, so it's not really emergency only. It's not the government doing him this massive favor. OK, that makes sense. Yeah, because she made it seem like it was like this, oh, my God, this is such a rare event. We have to take advantage of it. This never happens. We're special. <laughs> yeah. He I mean, at and, the well, embassy, so they let him back. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, everybody on social media was weighing in on this, and they're still continuing to do it. Everybody has an opinion about this, whether they've, because of their own experience, having gone through it, either a various visa experience their spouse on a k-1 their own visa experiences experiences with you know visa interviews we've got customs and border patrol weighing in we've got immigration attorneys weighing in and 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 people everybody's an immigration expert basically yeah so so it looks like one the comment that you sent me is talking about how there's just not enough time because of processing times um i'm gonna have to respectfully disagree with your commenter um, he could have gotten the visa back that day um, because to because to process the foil and it put it in his passport. Typically, turnaround time is is three days for things like um, tourist visas or student visas. But in a situation where there's a little bit of more pressing time, they could they could do it right there if they wanted to. They just got to put the put the foils in the printer and then and then quality check them. Um, there's no reason why he couldn't have gotten it. 
There's no, I would say that in a, in a, in a, con, in a conservative estimate would be three days turnaround for him to go to the embassy and it would be the embassy. Um, your commenter says it would be the, cons, the, the Istanbul consulate only if that's where they process immigrant visas. In typical, the way the United States works, there's one place in the country where immigrant visas are processed and that's where he has to go. It's either the embassy in Ankara or it's uh, a large, a large consular consulate. So Wherever he went before, he goes back, he explains it, gets his passport. He either gets it that day or he gets it in, he gets it in three days and it's mailed back to him, tops. So, I mean, the, the, the bottom line is, is that there is a provision in the rules surrounding K-1s that allow for this to happen. And this, from an administrative standpoint, can happen in the time frame that you're talking about. So when, when people sit there and I'm sorry, go ahead. If he went back with 20 days left, this is this is definitely possible. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I do appreciate that everyone is giving their experiences and stuff because it's something I don't have experience with. Um, we're using him because he knows this stuff. <laughs> so, with all due respect to some of the other, you know, everybody's experiences and stuff – we want to bring this in from like the rule standpoint, right? So everybody's your, I guess the disclaimer is your experience may vary, <laughs> but this is what the rules provide, right? Yeah. And I'm trying, I've been racking my mind since last night. If I actually did one of these or if somebody I know do want, did one of these. Um, but what I described is, is well within standard procedures for a bit, a busy, a busy immigrant visa post. Okay. Okay, so continue on. You had just okay. So you talked about the advance parole as as being a um, Department of Homeland Security thing and not necessary here. Um, single entry visa. You said yes. Technically, that visa is a single entry visa, and he would be all for all intents and purposes actually issued a new visa with a new number in that but essentially on the same paperwork that got him the first one that was enough to qualify him before right where people get a little tripped up is that there's so much paperwork that goes into the initial application the petition the med forms the affidavits the legal ch the checks for eligibility to marry and all these other things the, the criminal checks and the, the and even the government's own processing um, that takes a long time, uh, you know, and, and most people who've gone through this have experienced that. But that doesn't come into play here. He's not getting a new a new packet uh, out of this process. He's using all the same documents he had before. They're still valid, um, so he doesn't need to go through all that rigmarole to get all that stack of paper. This is just about him getting a new foil to go back. And and I think the important thing to point out, too, is that the, the date isn't any longer than he would have originally been allowed. And I think that that's sort of key here, too. It's not like he's getting a new six months slash 90 days dates. He the original dates of the original visa still apply. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. He has as much time as he did before. OK. Okay, so um, I think you had some other. Um... Well, at least on this issue, that those were the main things I wanted uh, wanted to hit on. Now, if 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 intrepid social media 
uh, miners can reconstruct his whereabouts over the period from when he left to when the show said he got back and prove that he was, you know, somewhere he wasn't. We, we can we can debate that. But my big my point is this from a rules perspective in the K-1 program, this is fully within the realm of possible. TLC did not BS us. Okay. In terms of saying that there was some magic magic thing that happened that actually doesn't happen. So yeah, what they what they portrayed is something that can legitimately happen. Whether that is what actually happened, I mean, that's a debate. You know, there is there is um you might as we might as well talk about it here since we're here. Um there is a lot of people who are saying that they think this is all bullshit. And um, I'm probably one of them, except that now that you've explained how not not just like the, this isn't just like some rare magical unicorn visa that he got, like that would have been super hard to get. Like it, it's actually, you know, sounds fairly straightforward in this situation. It may legitimately be what happened with um, with Marcel and, and there's evidence to support. I think there's evidence to support that this is what happened. Uh, somebody pointed out that that the, the the baggage tags on his luggage that he had when he was supposedly back in Turkey were the the Ankara airport, I guess, or not Ankara, not Ankara, wherever he's from. The other airport, like that's a baggage tag that would have been put on in route to Turkey versus like the one he would have had on going to Nebraska. So like he would have had to have been going to Turkey to get this baggage tag placed on his thing. So these are the things that like we look at, right. To see if TLC is frauding us. So, so there's some, there's some credence that TLC may not be bullshitting us here. That he may have actually gone back to Turkey. And I know there's support support for that online but there's also support for people saying oh this is all bullshit maybe that will be different now that we we know this information i don't know thoughts i hope it helps people properly contextualize what happened i mean the the only way i think you're going to prove that it's fraud is if you have if either you say he left and there's literally no way he could have traversed the the planet earth and the amount of time that that they claim, which you know, let's say he left in, and there was five days left on the visa. I, I w- that would strain credulity. Mm-hmm. Um, Twenty days, it's it's fine. Now, you know, if if someone can show a picture that he was in Nebraska two days before his visa interview or whatever, you know, please bring that forward, and then we can uh, then we can call TLC out. But <laughs> based on what I've what I've analyzed. Um, I think it's possible. Right. It's good and, to know. And, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm, you guys know, I'm the first one to call TLC fraud. That's like my, my default, right? Is that whatever they're showing us is fraudulent. And, and that was the case last, you know, the, watching this last episode is, is that, oh, this had to have been bullshit. And, and even when you, you, you texted me and you gave me your position, I was like, really? No, no. No, it's a bullshit. But but I don't have any evidence to support that it's bullshit. I mean, I could say, well, you know, TLC could have frauded us by like the, the footage of him in Turkey could have been filmed, 
you know, before he left the first time, it didn't necessarily, there's nothing to indicate that it had to have been this second time flying, like this, this, this time flying back, but there's nothing to prove that, right? That's just a theory. It's just a wild hair theory with no evidence to support it. So, I mean, the evidence that you've provided, the, the, the explanation plus, you know, what we have out there, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe, maybe I believe TLC. Hanakawa? Yeah, I mean, um, we all kind of talked about how their scene was just too dramatic to fake. Right. <laughs> it was just too bad. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you guys, unless there's some, you know, time stamp or Walmart sightings of him, you know, during the time he should have been in Turkey. Someone should put a hidden camera out by the bees. <laughs> <laughs> If there are there any toll roads, (laughs) are there any toll roads around the area? Can we get the video from the toll plazas showing when he left for the airport, when he's coming back? If there's any, if anybody out there has any kind of photographic date stamped, some kind of (laughs) metadata evidence that shows that he was in the United States when he they say he was in Turkey or something that would disprove what TLC is telling us bring it to us cuz at this point i think we're going to have to go if 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 we were in Katrina's court i think i'd have to rule for TLC on this one which shh, let's not let's not make a habit out of this you guys <laughs> i'd be out of a job here one other thing i'll say is you're going to want to compare the clothes he's wearing in those shots where he's supposedly driving off to the airport to the clothes he's wearing when he gets back to the clothes he's wearing when he first came and they showed him at O'Hare. Well, I don't necessarily ever buy into that stuff because TLC is very known for recreating drive scenes and recreating arrivals and things like that. So that all even save clothes too, to make sure it's consistent. So yeah, they tell them to wear the same clothes. You know, they, I don't know, maybe they're trying to thwart me on this. <laughs> maybe they're just tired of my bullshit and trying to thwart me. Yeah, I like don't if know. we put some true stuff in there, she won't be able to fraud it. <laughs> they're on to you. <laughs> they're on to me. Um, you know, I mean, that, that stuff's minor fraud. When they have to, like, reshoot um, an entrance or, you know, a, a drive scene or something like that, sometimes, like... That's what I call minor fraud. That's producer stuff where they need to reshoot it to get the right angle on the shot or whatever. And, you know, that happens. That There's a lot of that. We see that in Pillow Talk with, like, Molly's nails changing halfway through the episode and, you know, Pow's, um, you know, roots getting fixed, you know, halfway through her episode of Pillow Talk. We we see these things that are sort of reshot and and doing reshoots is is completely a common thing for them and I don't even like I barely like get out of bed for that kind of fraud. So if that happened, I mean that's something to look at. But you know, I guess you know you may know the visas, but the fraud stuff agency, you know, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> Do we do we have time to talk about um, Natalie's classified information? Yes. <laughs> yes, because there's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I feel a little bad for Wino Lawyer because she's kind of going off what Michael said to her, 
Um, well, I feel bad for her because somebody told her that makeup was a good look. And no. <laughs> I'm not Matt and Poodle. I can't comment on the makeup situation. <laughs> and sometimes the way TLC films, it makes them look like very saturated. So it's right. probably not even her fault. No, no. I'm sure it was the makeup artist. But anyway. <laughs> so, you know, Michael repeats back to her this line that they um, that the embassy has classified information or they can't share the information because it's classified. I think that's just the way Michael's brain works because he believes that we were created by space aliens. And so, <laughs> you know, it's just where he kind of goes into that X-Files mindset really quickly. Um, unless a visa officer had a little bit of a slip of the tongue or was being a little cavalier with their words, probably didn't say classified. They would just say that her visa is subject to additional administrative processing and they can't provide any additional details about the case. That's the, the standard thing that you say when you're trying not to tell someone anything. Um, so I think he made up the word classified. Or, or the script. It was in the script. To, for him to read. It could, because I want to create drama where there is none. Well, that sounds more exciting. Classified right. is if she has some like crazy past that they can't let him know. And, you know. Yeah, it goes to their story of, you know, should they not be engaged? Should they get married? You know, all of her other crazy stuff. But we know that she has since made it to the United States. So. Which just in my opinion, backs up my contention that she was just caught in the net. Because if you do the math backwards, they filmed the season during the spring and summer, right? Yeah. Well, for most of the couples, I mean, there's some variances on that. I, I think Blake and Jasmine was a little bit later. Like their wedding was October, like late October or mid-October. So like what are some of them were in like, june july versus like anna and marcel which was september so if you're looking at the 90 days you look at that as an end date and you can see the time that they filmed but if we presumed if we look at his clothes and how he was dressed and how squim looked you know it was probably the summer which means that by now it would have been three to six months which is about the amount of time for a standard um extra check to go through. Like I said, she got caught in the net. I think that the attorney's assertion that if it's classified, it must be serious. She has no way of knowing that. And if you've dealt with embassies and consulates, especially in parts of the world where naming conventions are a little bit um, different than what we're used to. So China, the Middle East, patronymic countries like in Eastern Europe, stuff happens and you'd know that. So I think that her response was incorrect and may have been producer driven because they wanted it to sound more serious than it was. Truth is it wasn't really that serious and we know because she's here. Right. <laughs> right. We're not done with you yet. So don't, don't get up and leave yet. Um, we're going to move on to our social media roundup you guys we had so much happen on social media this week and oh my god hanakawa <laughs> you want me to go for it so um, um you broke the news <laughs> i broke the news okay well so. i don't know who was the i don't know who was the first social media account to break it but 
you broke it for me. I, I got the information from you. So in my world, right. you broke it to me. I didn't see it till like late. So <laughs> that darn working thing you do. So <laughs> Angela is married. What? <laughs> pictures. I know we're we're all shocked. There were pictures that um they were like early in the morning, uh but it had a picture of them both in their wedding attire. I think from the previous post of their wedding invite that I don't know if it was their actual invite, but it had the date on there. Um said it was going to be the 27th and sure enough it was the 27th. Um so, I mean, yay. It looks like she got married in Nigeria like we mm-hmm. were hoping she would. And it mm-hmm. seems like she's probably going to go forward with the spousal visa route. Looks like it. Looks right. Looks like it. Yeah. If so. she can, because there's a lot of gossip about something called a travel ban that's percolating. Right. Agency, do you have any um, intel for us <laughs> on this travel ban and what that might mean for them? Well... I had heard that the text of the new updated travel ban was going to come out today, but uh, evidently it didn't. Um, we really have to wait and see what it says. Um, we hear rumors that Nigeria may be included on the on the updated list. But, you know, until the text comes out, it's really early for us to speculate it. You know, it, because there is a large Nigerian population that does live in the U.S., it's possible that certain categories of visa may be excluded from it or that they may not be as strict in how they enforce it with Nigeria just because they don't want to cause hardship for people to whom it's not warranted. So wait and see. Let's, um, you know, let's uh, let's not go too crazy, guys. Um, <laughs> see what happens. Or, you know, it could also be that Angela tweeted Trump and said, look, Mima's got to get her prince over. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, you know, Trump did retweet Jesse, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that if Angela tweeted him, he would see it. And, you know, it's not like he has anything else going on these days. Why wouldn't he, you know, spend his time looking at his tweets and, and help a Mima in need? Help a Mima in need. <laughs> the Mima bill. <laughs> ready to break it, break it to the world here. I think Trump's a fan of the show. He might be. Well, what, oh. you know, why wouldn't he be? It's got everything. Well, it was supposed to, the details were supposed to come out today. He's probably like, no, no, we have to, we have to wait until she gets married. Finally, because Michael, damn it, he deserves it by now. You know, I bet <laughs> Trump was saying, well, the broadcast is going to have Agent C on. So let's see what oh he my God. says. And then we'll come out with the text. I bet that's what happened. We can, we can stay off his radar. <laughs> So it could, who knows why it got held up in truth, but until we see the text of it, let's not jump to conclusions. Um, it's possible that some certain spousal categories may be excluded or that the, the waiver provisions may not be as strict. Um, I am planning to write up a little analysis of the travel of the updated text once it comes out. So stay tuned and we can talk about it in, in the future. That sounds good. That sounds nice. very good. I, I agree. Let's not jump to conclusions right now. Let's celebrate a Mima and her prince who got married. Love always yeah. wins. Yes, it does. <laughs> it looks like I saw a picture that was posted on social media that shows their wedding and a boom mic. 
So I'm guessing they're going to be on another season. Oh, definitely. For sure. Yeah. For sure. When she was spotted in the airport, it was with a film crew following her. So. Right. They they can't not film her. I think they yeah. probably would just film her to freaking film her. Yeah. So that they well, can shove it anywhere they can. Well, you know, these pictures were all over like a million different um, uh, social media accounts. And one of them was posted. I, I saw that had posted it. Um and I think it maybe it had like the hashtag 90 day fiance or something, but um, it, it appeared to be somebody who knows Michael. And cause he was talking the way that there was, it was like, Oh, our brother finally got married. And, and they seemed, I went back through their, their account and they seemed to know these people and they knew sort of Angela, like they were in, they were in Nigeria. So I didn't know if they were like the goofballs or like friends of the goofballs or goofball adjacent or Michael adjacent or something. (laughs) But one of the comments was made was little salty that we weren't invited. And then somebody else said, well, maybe this, this appeared just sort of for like registry. So I don't know if maybe that's a thing they have to like register the wedding and then they have a big party later. And so, like, the other friend was like, yeah, maybe this is just for the registry. I'll reach out and let's find out if there's, like, another thing where they're going to be invited. So it looks like some friends were, were not there that were, felt like they should have been invited. So they were very happy, just, right? It might have just been the TLC thing. I don't know. Well, I'm like, if you look, if you look at the picture, too, it, it has this weird banner in the background that you wouldn't exactly expect at a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> it says marriage registry, but I'm just I'm not quite sure what's happening here. Yeah, this feels very, very staged to me. When I saw the preview uh, for the next episode and they're talking about how Angela has to have her own witness that my fraud meters went off because, you know, maybe we need to get some Nigerian lawyers to uh, to give us some information. But uh, um, <laughs> I'm not, you know, Michael has witnesses and there's the production crew. And, but why why this banner? It's like it's like an advertisement for the for the register for the marriage register because they've got like their their phone number and their web mm-hmm. address. So somebody who who's knowledgeable about Nigerian wedding customs, can you hit me up and let me know? Because like, do they register the marriage first and then have like a big party? Is it like South Korea where you know Devin and Jihoon just walked in, dropped off this paper, and they were boom married but then had like the big ceremony later like what's the custom there do they do they do this like and have a party what's 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 the deal uh let us know (laughs) register first party later i mean i just did a a quick google of yeah i can't get married at the registry yeah we'll have to we'll have to take some research into that because it looks pretty Okay. <laughs> it's not a quick Google search answer. <laughs> it's not a quick Google search. Speaking of, I'm not going to say sketchy. So continue, please. Yes. Moving on with our, <laughs> our news, um, Walmart. So Walmart and Home Depot seem to be the place. If you want to find a 90 day uh, celebrity <laughs> cast member, that's the place to go. So Marcel, who... I know that they're trying to mimic like life versus what's in the show, but Marcel was cited at Walmart. Um, The picture that they showed had him looking extremely confused, which made the people looking at the post more confused (laughs) because 
He just looked extremely lost in Walmart. I'm like, we all we all have those moments when we're like halfway between the market and the kids section. You're like, where where am I? <laughs> well, I mean, when you're in Walmart lit with sadness, isn't that the sort of the natural state? Or or is sadness. that just <laughs> Or is that just Marcel's natural state to look confused? Because honestly I, I think Right. Just a combination. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's Marcel, you guys. Was Omar anywhere, his adult companion? <laughs> that could have been what he was confused about. Omar. <laughs> <laughs> he needs an adult Omar companion. Omar who wasn't at the airport during that goodbye scene. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking oh, of confused. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm only posting this news because people ask and all right, we, so we ben, report uh, on what we can. So, regardless of <laughs> this connection, a picture, the Ben picture, right? Of, so Ben posted a picture of a Kini and him um, with the caption "Look who I found," which I mean, it was confusing because it's like, did you just trip and find her? Everyone's like, "Where are you? What's and going on?" And he said, "Somebody said, why don't they put? Why did you ever post where you live?" And he says, "I'm in Phoenix," which led people like myself <laughs> yeah. to believe that he was in Phoenix. And I started going, right. "Oh my god! Oh my god! He's in Phoenix!" And then everybody corrected me. I stand corrected. Someone was saying, "Yeah, well, someone was saying it was a building in Kenya." Which, to be honest, I looked at the picture, and if I was giving it a quick glance, I'd go, "Sure, that's Phoenix. It looks like." sky clouds and brown people were that's, like this is absolutely phoenix at not times, the phoenix so. <laughs> yeah they were like it's not the phoenix skyline and and i guess he tagged it as this particular building in kenya and it's from their last trip or this current i don't know we don't know i don't know i was confused i was confused you guys corrected me it's okay it happens <laughs> <laughs> right. That's sad. This is this is the most exciting stuff, right? And then I also put in here that Laura Evelyn and Corey and is his name Chef? Is it Chef Guy? Chef Dude? I think Mr. That's chef. His, his is he a chef? <laughs> <laughs> They're still doing their um their petty feud, so I, you know, just keep scrolling on that one. Um <laughs> I've got nothing else. If you got something to add. Um, I know there's always something on social media, but I mean, between the sightings and. Um, I don't know. I mean, we talked already about Natalie being here and we know Emily and Sasha are married. Um, we saw that on the show. We also have their wedding uh, certificate. They were married oh. on July 31st um, in Newport, Oregon. Um Unfortunately, because the United States mail, we didn't get it before the ceremony was shown on TV. (laughs) But we had it. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. We're just, I mean, everybody's married except for Natalie and Mike at this point. And that could happen since Natalie's on the ground. If she's here on a K-1, her 90 days is running. So I guess we we need to be on the lookout if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do you have any shout-outs? I had one thing I wanted to add. Sure. Uh, so this is not from this week's episode, but we did see technically see it on the recap. Angela was complaining that her that that the interview with Michael only lasted twenty minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty minutes is a long time for an interview. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael got like double what he what 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 people normally get. Um, typical interview is between five and 10 minutes. 
And you go longer than that if you've got something that's a little tricky or a little weird or you're trying to harvest information because you know you're going to send it back. So you need to get as much as possible. So Angela Angela actually needs to realize that she got maximum bang for her buck, uh, you know, tax dollars to minutes wise. <laughs> well, it sounds like you really got it then in the interview if it went that long. I think they, I, I, as I said before, <laughs> I, think they were, I think they were suspicious at the outset. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, you know, she was complaining that it was 20 minutes and that that's a very long time. Uh, for for an interview, which um, I posted on Reddit, and people were really surprised. But yeah, if you th- you know, um, typically we had thirty cases to do in four hours, so got to get through it, or you're never wow get- wow, you're never going to meet your metrics if you go slow, right? Says the executive <laughs> project manager. <laughs> hey, my job, they, we work on metrics. Like there's metrics to measure even breathing in the building. So, <laughs> well, I have one shout out, um, and that is to Balin J. She, it, he, he, she um, is a trash collector patron on our Patreon. So oh, thank nice. you so much for that support. Um, while we're talking about Patreon, I'll just go ahead and tell you where to find all of that. Um, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash the fraudcast. Um, I, oh, so I did get this question a couple of times is people were worried or asked us whether or not, um, like, are we going to start moving our content over there? What's, what's going to happen to the fraudcast? Fear not. Nothing is happening to the fraudcast. We, the, the 90 day fraud, everything that you're getting right now, you're going to continue to get here for free on the fraudcast, our normal show that is not going anywhere. The Patreon is additional content, extra content on top of the free stuff that you get on Tuesdays. It's comes out on Thursdays. It's additional content. Currently we're reviewing and recapping married at first sight and love after lockup sort of with our own little, like, is this producer driven, et cetera, et cetera, take. So that's what we're doing over there. It's extra stuff. We'll probably throw some other bonus episodes in there. We're talking about maybe, Doing a where are they now of those people from that My Strange Addiction show. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, all (laughs) kinds of stuff. If you have anything that you want us to review to talk about, I'm trying to get Hanakawa to watch the show Cheer on Netflix and do a (sighs) review of that over there. So it'll be stuff like that. It's not going to be anything that you hear here. Um, This is all going to stay as it is on the free show. Shout outs, Hanakawa Agency. Well, I will always give a shout out to my friends on the 90 day Reddit, um, even if they don't appreciate me. Oh, they should have. You guys. Actually, they do. They're they're lovely. There was a really big uh, dump of content, though, last night. Everyone was posting like crazy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Instagram was like that, too. Yeah. So (laughs) a lot of stuff got kind of buried in the avalanche. But uh, always a shout out to 90 day Reddit. All right, family Reddit, you guys, make sure you appreciate agency. We're going to steal them away from you if you don't treat them nice, okay? I mean, we're already (laughs) stealing them away. We're we're splitting them in half, as it were. You get him some of the time. (laughs) We get him some of the time. But, you know, if he's not treated well, then, you know, he'll go to full custody. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) We'll fight for him. Um. 
Well, Agency, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Well, besides uh, lurking on Reddit, you can find me on the uh, Ask a Visa Officers thread that threads that I tend to post either just after the episodes air or the day after. Or you can send me an email at askthevisaofficer at gmail.com. That's all one word, askthevisaofficer at gmail.com. Excellent. So for those of you guys listeners who are um, who live over on Reddit rather than the other ones, or if that's your home base for social media, he would be your broadcast point of contact. Look, I'm just like I'm like assimilating you onto the team, like without even asking you. Hanakawa, <laughs> <laughs> where can we? Yes. Um, consent. What's that? Um, never mind. Hanakawa, where can they find you? So that's another uh, social media update, right? Right. I'm no longer cactus underscore fruit <laughs> underscore juice. I am just the Hanakawa on Instagram, which people still will probably go, how do I spell that? But it's a lot easier than um, I actually got messages from cactus fruit juice without underscores. <laughs> Did they listen? Did they listen and hear them called out? <laughs> Going, why am I being tagged in 90-day posts? <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Did you say, like, oh, my... you have to watch the show and get her on, get them on board? I think they're from, like, a different country, and they don't even know what the show is. They're just oh. like, why am I getting tagged in this bullshit? <laughs> Sorry. Teaching opportunity. So it's... it's a teaching opportunity, <laughs> Hannah Cobble. You're a parent. Join you know how us. this is. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> So, um, come to the, yeah, let's stop harass. Let's stop harassing cactus fruit juice. And I'm the Hanakawa on Instagram. And we will link that in the show notes for you. I am frauded by TLC. You can find me on Instagram at frauded by TLC. I am on Twitter. I'm really kind of Twitter dumb. So I don't remember to post over there very well, but I'm trying to get better. I am frauded by TLC over there. Um, you can find the show at the Fraudcast on uh, Instagram and the broadcast podcast on Twitter, but there's nothing there yet. Cause again, I'm Twitter dumb and, uh, I am my own social media team. So <laughs> I have to do it myself. Uh, you can find our Facebook group on Facebook is the broadcasters. Come and join us, answer a couple questions. There's no wrong answer. Just answer them. And then we will let you in and you can have all that fun stuff there. We have a website called talkersoffraud.com that will soon be the fraudcast, but it's currently talkersoffraud.com. We don't have really anything up there at the moment. Um, Hopefully the new site, we're going to have lots of fun stuff on. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to have. I'm not in charge of it. I'm not allowed to be in charge of it because I don't make good decisions when it comes to that stuff. (laughs) I also, you can find me on Instagram on Friday nights for Frauded Night Live. I go live every Friday night, and we talk about all the good gossip of the week, the show stuff. Um, We talk about other kinds of stuff. Anything you want to talk about, shoot me a message, and we'll see if we can cover it on that Friday night. Um, This past week, Hannah Kawa joined me and uh, had her life mate stop by for a little bit. (laughs) So with all of that... We are the broadcast. Together, we are the broadcast, and we're dumpster diving, so you don't have to. You can find your broadcaster on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Frauded by TLC and on the web at talkersoffraud.com. This broadcast has been produced and edited by yours truly, art by Sarah Dawdy, music written, produced, and performed by Umami, segment producer at iHeartRealityTV Shows. 
Further assistance provided by many unnamed fraud consultants. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.